The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Good morning, White Sox fans. This is your Sox Machine White Sox wake-up call for Tuesday, June 28, 2022. I'm Josh Nelson. After a bad weekend at home, the Chicago White Sox ventured to the West Coast for three games against the Angels, an off day, and then three games against the Giants in San Francisco over the weekend. Kind of a calm before the storm of American League Central Division games leading up to the All-Star break for the White Sox. Prior to the game, Major League Baseball handed down suspensions from the Angels' previous game where they got into that brouhaha with the Seattle Mariners. The Angels' manager, Phil Nevin, was suspended 10 games for his actions. Now, managers can't appeal their suspensions, so Nevin wouldn't be available for the entire series against the White Sox. Ryan Tapera is suspended for three games, and Rasiel Iglesias is suspended for two games. Both of them are appealing and would be available in this series. Lucas Giolito was starting for the White Sox and he needed a good night with almost nothing working for him. Perhaps a sort of homecoming could be the fix after five straight terrible starts. The first inning was good for Giolito. Taylor Ward singled and advanced to second base on a wild pitch, but Giolito got Mike Trout to pop out to Lenin Sosa and he struck out Shohei Otani. But then the White Sox defense struck again. Brandon Marsh hit a deep drive to right field. Gavin Sheets was chasing the fly down and got his glove on the ball, but couldn't complete the catch. And his momentum flung the baseball into the right field wall. Umpires originally called it a home run because they thought that the ball hit a White Sox fan of all fans uh, past the right field wall. So they called it a home run, but after they reviewed it, New York saw the footage. The fly ball actually hit the top of the right field. It didn't hit the fan, so the ball didn't go over the wall. So Marsh was credited with an RBI double. Andrew Velasquez hit a grounder that hit Lucas Giolito on the mound and bounced away enough to score Marsh. So the Angels eventually pushed the lead to 2 to nothing. Meanwhile, Noah Syndergaard got through the White Sox lineup the first time to the order on just 28 pitches. Yep, 28 pitches. Second time through the order, the White Sox had more success. 
Tim Anderson singled as the White Sox first base runner in the fourth inning and then stole second base, which is the 100th stolen base of his career. After Vaughn struck out, Anderson then stole the 101st stolen base of his career, swiping third with Luis Robert batting. But Robert only mustered a short fly to center field, and Anderson didn't want to test Mike Trout's throwing arm. If there is one weakness that Trout has, it is his throwing arm. Jose Abreu was next, and he had a harmless fly out to right field. The White Sox, top of the order, couldn't manufacture a run off a leadoff single and two stolen bases. It's the little things. Entering the fifth inning, Lucas Giolito was right at 70 pitches. The danger zone for him in his previous five starts where things begin to collapse for him. Facing Taylor Ward again, and Ward grounded out thanks to a great defensive play by Tim Anderson. So things are going well. Then Giolito, thanks to some nifty changeups, struck out Mike Trout. And then on three pitches, struck out Otani. Through five innings, Lucas Giolito made it through 80 pitches, threw 50 of them for strikes, with five strikeouts to one walk while allowing six hits. The White Sox finally got on the board in the sixth inning when Tim Anderson walked and scored off Andrew Vaughn's double down the left field line. So the top of the order's failures in the fourth inning, they redeemed themselves. With one out, the White Sox had a chance to tie the game or take the lead. Luis Robert hit a fly to left field, but Brandon Marsh stole that hit away with a nice defensive play. But Marsh couldn't rob Jose Abreu as Abreu's line drive hit over Marsh's head off the wall and tied the game 2-2. Two two. La Russa stuck with Giolito into the sixth inning, and that decision worked out as Giolito went 1-2-3, and after five terrible starts in a row, it appeared for one night, Giolito was back to his old self. The seventh inning was interesting for the White Sox. Gavin Sheets, who is showing better swings, already had a double in the game, but he singled the center field to start the inning. You know how much I hate bunting runners to second base. But that's what Sebi Zavala attempted. However... Noah Syndergaard couldn't field Savala's bunt, so there are runners on first and second, and Josh Harrison singled to center field. Sheets scored off Mike Trout as his throw was cut off, but with the throw being cut off, Sebi Savala ended up getting nailed at second base on the throw from the cutoff man to second base. So even though Sheets scored and the White Sox had the lead, you had a bit of a toot bland from Sebi Zavala. It was a interesting inning for Zavala, and then Lenin Sosa grounded into a double play, and that's how you go from having runners on first and second, nobody out, to only scoring one run. But hey, at least the White Sox are now leading. In the seventh inning, Larusa decided to swap out Giolito for Ronaldo Lopez which was the smart move. Giolito finished with 90 pitches, went six innings, allowed six hits, two earned runs, one walk, and six strikeouts. Again, this has been the best start from Lucas Giolito in his last six outings. Much needed for him as far as his personal confidence, and it lowered his season ERA to 5.19. However, sometimes smart moves don't always work. Lopez allowed the first two runners to reach, and after a sacrifice bunt, the Angels had runners in scoring position with one out. And again, Taylor Ward 
put the Angels ahead with a fly ball that Luis Robert couldn't quite get to in right center field. Ward's double scored both runs, and the Angels retook the lead 4-3. Old friend alerts, Ryan Tapera took over the eighth inning for the Angels and sat down Tim Anderson, Andrew Vaughn, and Luis Robert in order. In the ninth inning, Angels closer Rasiel Iglesias took over. Jose Abreu hit a deep fly, but like most of his fly balls in 2022, it stayed in the ballpark It was caught. Then Iglesias struck out A.J. Pollock and got Lurie Garcia to ground out, ending the game and picking up the save. After winning the first two games against the Toronto Blue Jays and getting back to 500, the Chicago White Sox have now lost five of their last six games. They are back to four games below 500. They are 34 and 38. They're six and a half games back of the Minnesota Twins. More on that later. And they are six games back of the Tampa Bay Rays for the final postseason spot. This hill to get back into postseason contention is getting taller for the White Sox. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It'll be another late night for White Sox fans to watch Game 2 of the series. Starting for the White Sox will be Johnny Cueto. In his last start against the Baltimore Orioles that resulted in a 4-0 loss, Cueto only lasted 5 and a third innings, allowed 7 hits, 3 earned runs, 1 home run, a walk and 7 strikeouts on 104 pitches. That's pretty good for your 5th starter. His season ERA is 3.19, which is very good along with his 3.63 FIP. Cueto, through seven starts and one game in relief, is already worth 0.7 war, according to Fangraphs, so the White Sox are getting good returns for their $3 million investment in Johnny Cueto. The projected starter for Anaheim will be Chase Silseth. Just 22 years old, Silseth was taken by the Angels in last year's Major League Baseball draft out of the University of Arizona in the 11th round. He's made four starts for the Angels in 2022, lasting just 16 and a third innings, allowing seven hits, nine earned runs, four homers, seven walks, and 11 strikeouts. It's not a pretty stat line, but as we saw this past weekend against Baltimore, nothing is certain for this White Sox offense against right-handed pitching. There's no watch party tonight, but you can watch the game on NBC Sports Chicago or listen on the radio at ESPN 1000 AM. First pitch is at 8.38 p.m. Central Time. No minor league games on Monday, so we shift to action around Major League Baseball. Before we get to scores, a quick update on the Major League Baseball All-Star voting. 
in the American League. Alejandro Kirk leads all catchers with more than 1.8 million votes as he's having a terrific season for the Blue Jays. At first base, again, more Blue Jays. It's Vlad Guerrero Jr. with a huge lead as he has 1.6 million votes. Ty France for the Seattle Mariners is second with 880,000. At second base right now, Jose Otuve has the lead with 1.1 million votes. At third base, it's Jose Ramirez in a tight race against Rafael Devers of the Boston Red Sox. At shortstop, Bo Bichette right now is leading on Tim Anderson, who is second of all shortstops in voting, which is a good sign to see from a White Sox perspective. At DH, Jordan Alvarez is leading Shohei Otani in that race, but Otani's going to make the All-Star game regardless. He can be a pitcher and still make it on the roster. Andrew Vaughn for DH is uh, is currently 10th in voting. He has just 98,000 votes. Jose Abreu is also in the top 10. He's currently 7th in the votes for the American League All-Star team. So those are your three White Sox position players that are receiving enough votes to merit to be in the top 10. And when you look at the outfielders, no White Sox outfielders right now are in the top 20 for vote getting. Your top three outfielders at this moment are Aaron Judge, Mike Trout, and George Springer. Lots of Blue Jays right now could be voted into the All-Star game as uh, they are getting tremendous support from those, especially in Canada, but also in the United States. Scores around Major League Baseball. Eyes were on Cleveland as the Twins and Guardians start their five-game series over four days. The Twins offense broke out in a big way. Gary Sanchez, Nick Gordon, and Carlos Correa all hit homers as Sonny Gray shut down the Guardians offense. The Twins won by 10, beating Cleveland 11-1. And now they increase their lead in the American League Central to three games. Juan Yepes hit two homers and drove in five RBIs for St. Louis as they blinked the Miami Marlins 9-0. Oakland was up 5-1 after the third inning against the New York Yankees. But guess what? The Yankees came back. They scored six runs in the seventh inning to win 9-5. The Yankees are 54-20 on the season. The Athletics are 25-50. Toronto beat up the Boston Red Sox 7-2. Kevin Gaussman had a nice bounce-back start. He struck out 10 batters in 7 scoreless innings. The Blue Jays are now just a half game behind Boston in the American League East standings. The Washington Nationals were down 2 to nothing to the Pittsburgh Pirates, but they scored 2 runs in the bottom of the 8th inning to win 3-2. The Texas Rangers scored 10 runs against the Kansas City Royals on their way to victory. The Angels are now 35-37 and for the season. And the Colorado Rockies shut out the Los Angeles Dodgers 4-0 at Coors Field. That will do it for this Sox Machine White Sox wake-up call. If you just discovered Sox Machine or have been a long-time lurker, help support us on patreon.com slash Machine. Our Patreon supporters receive exclusive content, ad-free versions of the podcast and website, First opportunity to receive our Socks Machine swag with monthly plans starting at just $2 and you can save with an annual subscription. Again, the website is patreon.com slash Socks Machine. Subscribe to the Socks Machine podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at Socks Machine. You can follow me at Socks Machine underscore Josh. Thanks for listening to the White Sox Wake Up Call. For SocksMachine.com, I'm Josh Nelson.
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.